From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today for this Thursday, July the 20th, 2023. The Thai Cats completed their walkthrough today as they gear up for tomorrow's Battle of the QEW with the Toronto Argonauts. On today's show, Coach O speaks about what this win could mean for the team. Taylor Powell is cool, calm, and collected and tells us about his week preparing for the big game. And I sit down with ex-Hamilton Thai Cat Brian Simmons to get his take on tomorrow night's matchup. But first, let's get to some news around the team. The Thai Cats released their depth chart today and there's a few notables to the lineup, nothing crazy. Taylor Powell will get the start in place of the injured Matthew Schiltz and Bo Levi Mitchell making his first career CFL start. We will hear from him in just a bit, but let me tell you, this guy is ready to go. That's all I have to say for now. Aside from the change of QB, offense will remain Basically the same as last week. Now on defense, the major move will be the return of Tunde Adelike. Tunde is coming back after being out last week from an injury he suffered in the game against the Red Blacks. Now Tunde will move to halfback on the defense and Stavros, Katz, and Tonis will stay at safety. I asked Coach O about the decision to keep the two out there together and I also asked him about what kind of statement a win tomorrow can make. All right, Coach, big game tomorrow against the Argos. Do you think a win here in this one would really make a statement to the, the rest of the teams in the league? I think a win, just one right after the other, you know, makes a statement in itself. Uh, of course, you know, these guys have, you know, they've earned their record. They're, you know, they're playing great football collectively in all three phases. And, you know, it's, it's a rivalry game. You know, it's fun for everybody. The buildup is fun. It is the next game on the schedule. Um, we understand the importance of an Eastern Division game. Um, it's always a little bit more quote-unquote special due to the, the media coverage and whenever you're playing Toronto. We don't run from that at all. We, we get excited about that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be about our execution. So a win, regardless of opponent, would be big for our, our team. And now Tunde returns here to that secondary, and he moves to the half, and now Stavros stays at safety. Just the thought process behind that move there. Yeah, I wouldn't divulge all of that. It's just we're, we're trying to uh, be, get better each week. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Stavros is, has played well and, and Tunde is one of our one of our guys that needs to be on the field. And so we do a little shuffle there. Uh, Rich is very familiar, uh, able to move around and he's very versatile DB. Uh, so is Tunde. And so we're going to take a look at this lineup and, and see. It's just it's all in the spirit of getting a little bit better each week. Yeah, I think uh, I thought his day two was better than day one, uh, as expected. Um, he hasn't had that many throws. He hasn't taken that many snaps, you know. And I should say meaningful snaps. He has taken he has taken snaps, but I think he's, he seems extremely comfortable. And so the only thing that's really left is just the test, and that's game day. We'll see. That's what I mean. That the test is is in front of us. So um, he's not out there by himself. We're a team. Uh, there's a lot of other things that go into it. There's a lot of things that we can do to help support him and then just let his talents take over. I think um, Tommy and the offensive staff have put together a, a great plan, and now we just go see how we execute it. After the first time, there just wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, 2023 film. So, um, you know, anytime you have a bigger sample, uh, it just helps you prepare uh, what you think is a little bit better. Uh, but there's always going to be new wrinkles. There's going to be things that they're trying to exploit. They have more film on us also, so they're going to exploit that. And that's kind of the fun of it. You know, there's going to have to be some in-game adjustments. And 
We'll just see. And we just got to play a cleaner football game and I'll ultimately find a way to come up with one more point. Yeah, I'd rather I wish play if we could play them all at home. We'd play them all at home. It's uh, it's it's a great atmosphere to be a part of. I say it's always something that you got to feel, not necessarily something that that can be talked about. And you know the fans do do you know an excellent an excellent job of just being themselves. And you know it's our job to perform. And so you know looking forward to putting this build up behind us and let's play the game. That was Coach O. Now, Taylor Powell has been the biggest story of the week as he prepares for his first career start in what isn't exactly the easiest situation at home against the biggest rival, but that hasn't seemed to scare Powell, and he was cool as a cucumber. Let me say this, cool as a cucumber when talking about the upcoming game. Taylor, now that you've had a full week uh, preparing for this game, how are you feeling now heading into this game tomorrow? Uh, really excited and fired up and super prepared. Uh, the guys are ready to roll and ready to get in front of this crowd and uh, hopefully get them going. So, On the other side, on the other quarterback, Chad Kelly, what do you know about him and coming into this game? Um, I know a few rookie quarterbacks throughout the league, um, but the funny thing about Chad is uh, he was my basically like camp counselor whenever I was, uh, I was getting recruited and went to Ole Miss camp. So he was my... Uh, counselor that time so that's a little fun fact for y'all have you had any conversations with him ahead of the game no i don't he he did probably doesn't know who i am so so, um yeah and then how important is it in terms of making a statement in the league to get a win here tomorrow night at home against the rival argos a team that's in first in the east right now um i mean i'll let i'll let all the media and all the hype and everything kind of handle all that Uh, i've never really been into like the storylines or anything right because like it's just another game, right? Let's just go play and let's go have some fun with it. I'm never really – that's just me personally. I know there's going to be whatever, but I don't really buy too much into that. I see a very uh, – there's a reason they're 4-0. Uh, they're super talented. Uh, I think they – in the back end, they play really well together. Uh, they're always going to be in the right spot. Um, their linebackers are super smart, really athletic. And then they're going to get after you up front and stop the run. And um, there's a reason they're – where they are. So we got a great challenge ahead of us and uh, I'm really excited about it. So I like to think I'm a competitor. I'm going to leave it all out there for my team and my coaches and most of all this city and this organization. Um, I'm not going to let it leave anything in the tank. Um, that's all I'm going to, that's all people are going to get from me. And uh, I'm just going to go compete my butt off and have some fun. I'll tell you that I'm going to have a lot of fun playing. I like to think I'm a pretty chill guy and just kind of an outdoorsy guy who likes from Arkansas and just likes to play football and loves this game. And I feel like, I guess, getting described like that just comes from my faith and foundation of who I am. And that's taken time. You know, you got to go through some stuff and develop a sense of character and faith. And uh, I'm super grateful for my journey. And I think uh, hopefully it's just getting started. So. That was Taylor Powell and Coach O, but I think it's time now we bring on our guest, seven-year CFL vet, Brian Simmons. Brian, thanks for joining me today, man. Oh, no problem. I'm happy to be here, Brady. Now, Brian, the big story heading into this Argos Ticats game is QB Taylor Powell making his first career CFL start. What does he need to do in this one to have a good game against the Argos? Uh, in all honesty, uh, I hate to use the word uh, or the phrase of uh, quarterback or managing quarterback, but I, I feel like a run game is what will help him. Um, you saw how successful the Ticats were running the ball against Edmonton, and I just feel like uh, 
it's going to get him all the tools he needs to win because going into this game, you're playing against a high-powered offense of Toronto. want to try to keep them off the field as much as possible. Um, I definitely like, you know, how he came in his first series last week, and you could tell he's not afraid. So, to me, yeah. uh, that's one thing you love about a rookie quarterback that's not afraid. Yeah, and even seeing him and talking to him this week during – uh, all his press conferences. He sounds like a confident guy. I mean, for example, he told me his first career college start was against Georgia. So I know the moment won't be too big for him. Now, in this game, it's, it, does it get any bigger regular season-wise than a Ty Cats argos battle of the QEW for your first career CFL start? Yeah, I know, right? He's he's really getting thrown into the fire. And uh, I'm glad he's getting a chance to experience it. Uh, I think it'll be a great win if Hamilton can pull it off. Um, they can get continue their momentum and also slow down Toronto's momentum. Yeah, like the Ticats O-line last week ranked number one. I know they were playing Edmonton, maybe not as tough of a challenge as the Argos could be, but how important is it for that O-line to keep him protected and keep those shots from getting to him? Oh, that's, I mean, every game it's always important, but when you have a rookie quarterback coming in, you want to make the game as, as easy as pie for him. You know, you want him to not even have to think about a backside defensive end in his face or someone blitzing. So the offensive line know that they have to, I mean, I'm not going to say play a perfect game, but they have to try to, you know, make things easier for their quarterback. Now on the other side of the ball, you have a rookie quarterback as well, but he's playing like an absolute vet and, and possibly the front runner right now for MOP and Chad Kelly. What have you seen from Chad Kelly so far this season? Well, and I, one thing we all forget is all of these guys are pros. You know, mm-hmm. these guys have played a lot of football uh, before they got to this stage. And, I mean, I think he's playing great ball. I think the number one thing, and I'm not taking nothing away from him, but they don't turn the ball over. Like, if mm-hmm. you look at – they play – their turnover ratio, I, I believe they lead the league in the fewest turnovers, if I'm not uh, – I'm not yeah. sure if I'm right or wrong about that. But, yeah, they, they lead the league in turnover efficiency. So, when you have a quarterback that's making good decisions, and not turning the ball over, um, you, success is going to be there for you. And uh, I think he's playing great. Um, I definitely would like to see, you know, some pressure be put in his face. I think that'll help him, you know, but I mean, help us, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's playing well so far and I'm not taking nothing away from him. I think he's coming in. He looks like a veteran. He looks like he's yeah. been here before. And I can honestly say usually when quarterbacks come to this league from the, another league, the first season usually isn't as crisp as his has been. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and how important is it like for those linebackers to get pressure on him early? Guys like Simone, Thurman, all those guys to, to get some licks on this guy. Well, it is very important to get pressure on him from the linebacker position. But you also have to remember, if they're putting pressure on him from the linebacker position, they're leaving an open space for coverage mm-hmm. on defense. So ultimately, this is a game where you want your defensive linemen to say, hey, you know, we're going to put it, we're going to take care of it put it on us that way we can leave guys in coverage and also get pressure on him at the same time now Chris Edwards has been a highlight for the Ticats in many ways he's able to get sacks he's able to he's had the big interception already for for a touchdown just what have you seen from him this season and how does he continue that play here in this one? Oh man he just like you said very active guy and <laughs> As an off- former offensive lineman, when you're playing against a guy that's just that active, you know, and wherever he is, you want to make sure you identify him, locate him, and try to see what kind of scheme he's trying to bring towards you. Um, I think it's great because the defense, in my opinion, if, if you have a strong defense, it just motivates your offense. It's like, you know what, no matter what we do, those guys got our back. And 
that's the kind of guy you would love to have on your team. So I hope he continues it, you know, and keeps it going because uh, that's energy that other guys on the team, you know, they'll feed off of. Does it when you play a quarterback like Chad Kelly, who's a dual threat, he can run, he can throw. Does it kind of change the mindset when you're on defense at all? Oh yeah, of course it does because you you have to. I mean, you got to play with your eyes, but you also have to play with instinct as well. And I mean, this guy, we're all pros, so it's not like you know, it's it's something that could be easily done. That's easier said than done. <laughs> it takes a whole team, a defensive unit, to do that. You can't just put one guy and say spy on him you know you have to all work together so it's definitely going to be a challenge for them but I truly in the heart of hearts I just think if they can get pressure on him and if we could try to at least maintain win or somewhat equal out time of possession I think that's something that'll help Hamilton going into this game now being an O-lineman yourself in in your career was there ever a time where you had a rookie quarterback step in and and as an o-lineman do you feel almost a little more obligated to protect that guy that new guy stepping in hmm i'm trying to think uh who did I putting you on the spot here because <laughs> i, I, I want to say most of my quarterbacks have been veteran guys um i would say the youngest starter i probably played uh, played with would have probably been zach and he had already yeah. established himself a year or two in toronto before he got here so I, that's something I, I can't say I really experienced, but I will say going into it, yeah, I mean, I play left tackle, and, you know, that's considered the blind side position. So it's like mm-hmm. I just want to make sure my guy's comfortable. You know, I'll make sure hey, anything you need, you need an extra towel to dry your hands off, you know, like <laughs> whatever it takes. You want your quarterback to just not have to stress and, and let him know that you got his back. You know, let him know you'll run through a wall for him. No, that's and, and absolutely, and that's kind of what you see this O line saying this week that, that that they're there to protect Taylor and and Taylor, like like you said, he he may be a rookie to this league, but the guy's played a lot of football, and I think he's probably the one point that people are very excited to see. I'm going to talk about the Ticats secondary. Tunde Adelike will be playing halfback next to Stavros Katzentonis, so a little different look. Just what do you think about the move and having those two guys who can who can pick a ball off right next to each other? Oh, well, going into this game with a, a quarterback like this, you know, in an offense that's humming, I think it's, it's good to switch it up, give them something they haven't seen before. You know, uh, whenever you're in offense and you you see defensive changes, they notice it. And it's something mm-hmm. that they're going to have to pay attention to. And, you know, okay, let's, let's see. They're going to test it out. And, you know, I hope we win the test. But I definitely think a, a good look would be good for them to switch it up and you know, just get a defense, you know, like a little bit of twist, a different flavor or something, you know. So I think that's going to be a good look, and I'm curious to see how it turns out. You've been a part of these Ticats Argos games. Just what is it like being a part of that? And, and is it a little bit more like, I don't know, energy maybe with the guys? Is there a little more excitement when it's the battle of the QEW in your experience? Yeah, of course. There's, it's definitely it's more, it's a little bit more exciting, especially when it's a home game because when you're in Toronto, it's just it's not the same vibe or feel, mm-hmm. you know. But when it's the games are played here in Hamilton, oh yeah, for sure the guys, you know, they might do a little bit extra that day. And like, and even if it wasn't Toronto, you got an undefeated team coming in, you know, who yeah. wouldn't want to stop that streak, you know? So it's like you got Toronto, and then you got a team that's leading, you know, you know the league and record wise. So they're definitely going to be fired up and uh, I'm excited to be there and see it. I really am. It's almost like a appetizer to Labor Day kind of. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Do you have a favorite memory of the Toronto Ticats rivalry? Any games or any moments that stick out to you? You know, for me, um, and it's crazy, a lot of people, I don't know if they remember this, but it was the uh, the first game at the new stadium. Um, okay. 
we kicked the ball off. I remember we had a flyby. And I, I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but I was so mesmerized by the flyby <laughs> that I missed on the kickoff. The guy from Toronto, we were kicking off to Toronto, and they fumbled. So I'm literally looking up in the sky, offense, offense, offense. So I had to run on the field. <laughs> but that's my favorite memory because it was like this is our first game in a new stadium. And, you know, we were dom- oh, against Toronto in a new stadium. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's, that, that would be yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was a great memory, great memory. Now, I mean, just how important is it for the Ticats to get a win here? I mean, the Argos are four and zero. The Ticats are two and three. Division, or yeah, two and three. The division rivals. How big of a game is this for them to not go to five and zero, and for the Ticats not to go to two and four? I mean, I'll say this, Braden, and this, in my opinion, because football isn't as long. The season isn't as long as basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every game really is a big game. When you really just play it out, every game is a big game. But for this one, of course, it's huge because, you know, Toronto, I mean, with Hamilton, that'll be a three-game winning streak. And that's great momentum. And uh, three, it's hard to win three games in a row in this league. I know Toronto's won four. Um, I think it would be great to stop their momentum as well because, you know, you want to get them something to think about the next time we see them. You know, you want to, okay, we, we lost to Hamilton. You know, let's play them again. Let's see what happens. So. I think momentum-wise, it's for both teams, it's very important. You know, Toronto, yeah. they should come in here, you know, expecting to win. And Hamilton, they should be expecting to win coming off their two games back-to-back. Well, one question I forgot to ask you about the receiving core in Hamilton. You have Tim White, Duke Williams. You have a bunch of options. And now the emergence of Tyreek McAllister, who's just seemed to be a superstar in this league. Yeah. What have you seen from that group and, and Tyreek McAllister stepping in and all of a sudden just taking over, it seems like, in, in those big yardage games? Oh, yeah, that's an electrifying group. Uh, guys getting open off all the time, you know, and then Duke, he's such a big body. I mean, when you – yeah, a lot of guys don't want to even tackle him out there. So I, I, I see – uh, it's just a dynamic group. You know, it's not like a group of we have a bunch of speedsters. You know, we have guys yeah. that can do different things, you know. So I, I think it's great for the type of offense that uh, Tommy's trying to establish. And uh, even better for a rookie quarterback, you know, knowing that he has, you know, different kind of guys around him that can help him do what he needs to do. Yeah, and it seems like Tommy's the last couple of games, his offense has been able to spread the ball out a lot. Like you're not seeing one primary receiver. Does that just make it easier for the offense whenever the defense doesn't really know who the ball is going to or have a good idea of who's going to be the guy that game? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Uh, Cause it gives them something else to think about. And then sometimes, I mean, you may have a connection with that receiver and the quarterback is so strong. There's nothing the defense can do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like in a basketball game when Steph Curry is on fire and just hitting eight <laughs> threes, you know, it's, it's like, it's nothing you can do sometimes when yeah. two guys have that rhythm and chemistry going. So, um, I think Tommy's doing a good job of balancing the offense out the past two games, um, especially in the run game. And I, I know as offensive lineman, that's what we want to see. But just when you run the ball, it gives the defense something else to think about. You know, they can't just pin their ears back and pass rush, pass rush. It's like, oh, they might run the ball, so let me ease up my rush, which makes the game easier for offensive linemen. And if game is easier for the linemen, the game is usually easier for everyone. Well, I mean, it's something you've seen all season, and, and it's going to be a huge game here on Friday night. Brian Simmons, thanks for coming on. It's great to chat with you, and I hope to have you on the show here hopefully soon again. Oh, no problem, Brayden. I'll definitely be in the stadium, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing the Tacats win. 
That was Brian Simmons. Big thanks to him for joining me on the show today. Now, Ticats fans, remember to get those tickets well. They are still available for tomorrow night's game. That goes down at 7.30 Eastern Time at Tim Hortons Field. Tickets are selling out fast, and they may be sold out even by the time this show goes out. So make sure to go check and see if there's tickets available if you're looking to see the arrival of the QEW Friday night. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for joining me on Ticats today.